Red Diamond Warrior, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 65 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always. Bob Chichinsky here with my good, good friend, the one and only Dog Bark 24. How you doing, my dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. And as always, we are excited to be here this week. We are going to be talking all about the brand new companion system that was introduced just recently with the Blackwood chapter in Update 30. So, yeah, if you've been uh, wanting to get all the details on the companions, believe me, we are here for you. Or if you've been wondering about it, if you haven't got Blackwood yet, um, if you're wondering like if that part of it is definitely worth it, we got all those answers for you. So, we're going to talk companions, and uh, we're also in the news here. We have some Endeavor stuff to talk about, because those are out, too. So. Dogged news, man. How have things been going in these last couple weeks? All right. Well, uh, in the last couple weeks, you know, like Blackwood dropped. It's on console two now. And the new Crown Crate season is here, which means the Endeavors are here. And yes, the Iron Atronach Crown Crates. Yeah. And as with all, you know, new things, of course, there's going to be many, many complaints on the you know, forums. Some of them are kind of like absurd, though, when I was actually reading them. And one of the uh, examples being is that uh, someone said that uh, the endeavors are taking a lot of valuable time. And it's like they are it's like it's not free because they're taking your time. And it's like they take like 15 minutes, including DLC zone console load screens. And like. It takes 15 minutes to like if you include that and loading up the game, it's like it's not that long for, you know, the daily endeavors. And it's like stuff that you'd already be doing if you're actually playing the game. So I don't really understand that complaint, but it's kind of like (laughs) just stuff like that. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, some of them were laughable, honestly. But I mean, then there was, you know, some that are slightly reasonable. I mean, the biggest thing clearly going on was the amount so you know like how much seals of endeavor are you going to get per endeavor and in the first week they have varied almost every day it's been a little bit different and uh i think that they're gonna try and keep finding a balance i think that they seem to be pretty set on an average of 20 a day so like per week even though some days might be a little less some days might be a little more generally it's going to be right around 20 and um some people think that's not enough and i mean i guess uh i guess i i feel it you know because some people they don't have like as much time to play every day and uh like so you know that's how it goes though it's supposed to be a reward for logging in every day. So, I mean, 
And it's just the start of it. So, you know, if you just play it for a while, you know, a few months, all of a sudden you're going to look at your Seals of Endeavor and it just be stacked. You're going to be like, man, if I want something, I could pretty much get it. Or it's going to give you extra drive to, like, really get into it and, like, you know, come back each day and, like, earn those points. So I think that it's going to end up being a pretty awesome system. I've been enjoying it. And, like, the person said, like, oh, it takes so much time one today was enchant two items like i literally opened my bag looked at two pieces of trash items and put trash enchantments on it and got freaking 15 seals of endeavor how much today were but yeah that's pretty cool to me it's easy stuff the longest one that it took me was three treasure chests and that's because i just went and did dolmens and alakir because it's a guaranteed treasure chest so and yes that did work people yeah, I uh, did three treasure maps for my treasure chests with Miriel because, you know, you have to have Miriel. Got it. Like bonus loot. For the companion loot. Yeah. But yeah, so we got the new crown crates. There are definitely some cool stuff in there, I think. Um, the crown store showcase is up over on ESO.com. You guys can go check that out. Or is it? You know, it's ElderScrollsOnline.com. And. Of course, with the Seals of Endeavor, you can earn um, the Crown Crate items. So, the uh, Apex mounts are like 6,000, and it's definitely a lot. And uh, But it seems like you should be able to earn maybe like one of them every Crown Crate season. So that would be kind of cool if that's the thing, if you log in every day. Uh, they just dropped the weeklies, I believe, like, yesterday. It ended up, uh, for this week, we do have some, uh, other exciting stuff that this will lead perfectly into, but first one is kill 30 world bosses, second one was do 400,000, uh, damage with siege weapons in Cyrodiil, and I can't remember the third one, can you, dog? Uh, you said the kill 30 word bosses, the damage serial, and quests from, I think, Cropsford. Oh, that's right, that's right. It was like 30 or 40 quests from Cropsford. No, it was only like 8. Oh, really? That's it? Oh, wow, that's pretty easy. That's like a one daily's worth. Um, so, anyways, those are the three weeklies, and they came out at 250 Seals of Endeavor. I was hoping for 300, but... They're also the first ones. You never know. They could also adjust it. So anyways, I think they're finding a good balance. And uh, I think once we start stacking some Seals of Endeavor, people are going to really start liking this system and enjoying it. And uh, one thing, last thing on it, I swear, is uh, like with all new stuff, I mean, for us endgame players, it may be like, oh, you know, whatever. And if I can't get... <laughs> you know, a lot of free stuff quick, then it's kind of just like whatever. But think of this for new players coming in. Like, this is an awesome system. It gives them incentive to, like, log in every day. It gives them, like, it's something to do, like, a, an objective. And it gives them a way to earn these, like, in-game currency that, uh, you know, if we if that was there when we started... You know, have having played five years, we'd have thousands and thousands of seals endeavor and have been able to get all kinds of cool stuff. So I think that it's a really 
good thing for the game going forward. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I'd also like to add, because it's like something that people have always like haven't liked, and they're wondering if it was going to be a part of a thing, but Crown Gen exclusives are not only Crown Gen exclusives, you can also get them with the new endeavors as well. And that's kind of something that I know a lot of people are wondering if like Crown Gem yeah. exclusive would still be Crown Gem, or you could also get them with endeavors, and you can. Yeah, that is super awesome. And I think I'm going to be saving mine for things like that because those have been like some of the very cool things that I haven't got that I've wanted, especially I'm thinking the um, Netch with like pumpkin on it for Halloween. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. It's like Crown Gem exclusive. I hate it. Never have enough gems. The little watcher pet is like a really good one. It's also a Crown Gem exclusive to save for. And of course, they have really cool mounts and stuff. So, good system. Good system. But moving on, uh, these the weeklies, if you're wondering, like, what the heck? I don't want to go to freaking Cyrodiil. What the heck is going on? Well, everyone's going to Cyrodiil because it is mid year mayhem, our favorite time of the year. Yep, and June 24th is the official start date. You know, it can be found on Twitter because they haven't made a, you know, a like, nice little post of like saying what all what Mid-Year Mayhem is about this week or this month or this time. Yeah, we could pretend we were just waiting for, you know, that post, but uh, just <laughs> it never happened. I'm trying to see. Yeah. Okay, okay, they did put some... Uh... So they did add some extra information here. Uh, we've got the event running from June 24th to July 6th, right on through Independence Day weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Then we've got three event tickets a day. So you're going to get two from Cyrodiil and Battleground Dailies, and then one from Imperial City Dailies. So you're going to have to hop in there at least once a day, knock at a daily, get your ticket, and then also double AP, of course, and major boon boxes from PVP activities. So, like I said, get excited, people. It's the best time of the year. Freaking mid-year mayhem. Come, come hang out with me and dog. We're going to be going freaking crazy in there. Yeah, especially in a Cyrodiil or Imperial City. There's a couple of stuff that I want to get at Imperial City, so... Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. And we're going to be on Xbox and PC uh, throughout the two weeks. So if you guys want to come slay with us, uh, this is definitely the time. Also, we have uh, another whole event going on here. It is the World Plays ESO event. And if you haven't heard about it yet, uh, it's going to be going on for almost about two months till QuakeCon in August 19th. They're going to have different uh, streaming events, giveaways, contests, I don't know, all kinds of cool stuff. Make sure you're following them on Twitter to see all of the uh, you know upcoming things about it. A lot of different ways to win the elusive pink torch bug everyone wants. And... Um, you know, Chance of Blackwood, and of course, uh, all other things. So, 
definitely hop on over there and uh, they have a schedule up for the first week of streaming they have so 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 much planned so uh yeah very exciting i watched um it started today actually june 22nd i watched t the khajiit stream this morning and uh it was a it was a hecking good time over there so yeah everyone should everyone should come hang out and I think that the world plays ESO is going to be a fun time. It's a cool concept. Um, it's just a celebration. So I, it's cool. Anything you want to add on there, dog? No, it, uh, it's also a good chance to get Blackwood. So if you haven't gotten that, you can get that too. Yes, yes, yes. You got to get Blackwood. All right, so... Of course, we had a little bit of news. We've been gone a little while. We we apologize. It was it was my birthday in there, and I was out of state. We went to Vegas and partied. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, we are back, and as always, excited because we're gonna bring you some freaking serial scores. Here we got PC looking at twenty six days. The console side. Looking at 11 days remaining. So these are going to roll right into the start of mid-year on Thursday. And uh, they're probably going to be looking significantly different next week. Uh, some of them at least. So PCNA, we got 15.3K for EP. And of course, and of course, these are the scores of the big bad main campaign. Greyhost, 30 days long. And yeah. So, as I said, EP in the lead over here on PCNA, 15.3K, DC right behind them, 13.2K, and AD bringing up the rear, 10.9K. But on EU, AD turned around and they are leading 16.6K, Daggerfall in second, still 12.1K, and EP in last at 10.9K. So... A uh, inverse there on the PC side of things. Dogged, how is it looking on Xbox? All right, well, for Xbox NA, there's 66.5K. Uh, crap. I, uh... All right, for Xbox NA, uh, AD is in first with 66.5K. Uh, DC is in second with 52.3K. And EP is in last and 48.8K. And then on the EU side of things, EP is in first with 62.2K, DC 49.2K, and AD shortly behind with 48.9K. So Nice. Yeah. Once again, AD in first in one, and AD in <laughs> last on another, and DC in second on just all, all of them. <laughs> Interesting. Let's see how things are going on the uh, PlayStation side of things. For NA, EP is in the lead. 59.3k Daggerfall Covenant once again in second 57k and 80 behind him at 52.4k now this time on EU it's going to stay the same though EP is leading and I want to personally congratulate them already because this in a lead is this is insane like way to go on this guys they are dominating 82.3k over Daggerfall Covenant at 51k. So, nice. 
Then the All-Married Dominion coming in last, 41.4K. It's okay, D. You know, you guys are just saving it for for mid-year, right? Possibly. Possibly. It's possible. You never know with those with the bananas. So those are our scores. That's how things are looking right before mid-year starts. We will have to see how it's looking next week. So... Before we get into our episode, I want to take our little break here and remind you all that we are part of the one and only Robots Radio Podcast Network. But this week, a little special because we have a brand new spanking review. It's actually like a month old, but hey, what are you going to do? Um... We, I suck sometimes at seeing the reviews, but I have come through. I have it right here. And thank you so, so much to TA48, who gave us a five-star review and says, love it. Well, that's the title. That's like, you know, the, the subject line, at least. Well, anyways. So TA48 says, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for all the good information. Also, love the conversation and banter between the two of you. Makes it a lot of fun to listen. Keep it up, please. Now, I don't know how conversation and banter. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know what? Actually, we do have some good, con- we, well, we have conversation. That's what you do in a podcast. We have some good banter, though. You know, that's. Yeah, we talk about how uh, DC is so much better than both AD and UP all the time, so. <laughs> is that banter? <laughs> I was thinking more of how you talk about how Necros are dim-witted all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, they are dim-witted, so it makes well, sense. Well, that's just <laughs> your way of thinking. So. Well, you know what I was thinking the other day, too? What happened to your puns, man? We, do, we don't get enough dog puns these days. Yeah, well, there hasn't been any, you know, shocking... Or anything like that. Like everything's all been not shocking. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. There's nothing you're, you're bad one puns out of. Yeah. Yeah, there's no shocking it's... or cool or hot or fiery. Yeah, there's no elements going on, so you have nothing apparently. <laughs> Alright. So thank you to TA forty eight for that five star review on Apple Podcasts. We would absolutely love for anyone else to throw us some reviews. Help people, uh, you know, they read it and they're like, oh, hey, this uh, show is actually going to be pretty decent. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, as always, hop on over to robotsradio.net to find us and so many other great shows like this one. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well, we're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. All right, so dogged. Here we go, man. Let's talk some companions. Uh, first off, have you unlocked both of them? Done done their little uh, intro quests? 
Yes, I have done both of them. Uh, Miri, I've been using a lot more. And Bastion, well, I couldn't get my one of my drops for a, a dungeon, so I took Bastion and I slaughtered a bunch of sheep. And he's a bit mad at me, but that's okay. <laughs> because I got my draft right, right after, so clearly the game did not want me to torment Bastion. So, wow. So pretty much I just like kidnap Bastion and I'm holding him at like, you know, staff point <laughs> saying, you know, if I don't get this drop, you know, you're going to get it. So. Poor Bastion, man. He's been through enough, man. <laughs> so I also have uh, unlocked both of them, and I mainly have been using Mary. Feel a little bit bad on that for Bastion. I have not been using him enough. But on the positive side of things, uh, what did you think of their quests? I thought that... Uh, Miri's was a little bit more interesting, I think. Bastion's was just kind of like, like, actually, Bastion's was pretty good too, but I feel like Miri's had a little more going on in it. I don't know. Although, I will say the one thing about their quest that kind of threw me off was that when you finish it, and they're like, it's like, oh, there you go. You're going to get this companion. They're not like, oh, man, like, I want to go on more adventures with you. Or, like, you're a great hero or something. They're just like, yep, here's a normal end of the quest dialogue. And I was just like, wait, this person's, like, my best friend companion now? And they're just like... I don't know, it was, like, kind of weird. Like, in all the other Skyrim games, and, like, I think of Fallout and stuff, too, when you get a companion, you're like, oh, like, you know, this person, they want to come with you. Or, like, they're your homie now. So I just thought it was just a little weird. It didn't really make it, you know, bad or anything. I just thought it was just a little, like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, uh, I definitely liked uh, Miri's quest. Um uh, for Bastion's quest, I'm going to be honest, I just pressed A all the way through because I did, did it during the wow. PTS. I did oh, it during okay. the PTS. So I was like, I, okay, I've kind of already remembered some of it, but not all of it. And it's like, some of it was like, oh, well, I kind of know the outcome of it. So it was just whatever. But I didn't do Mary's quest during the PTS, so I did it. And it's like, man, I really like Mary's quest. But yeah. Luckily, I can do it. Bastion's quest on like you know ten other characters if I wanted to. So yeah, yeah, you gotta get them on each character. Yeah. Well, there you go. So if you've been wondering, the quests are uh, they're interesting enough, and you go up north of Blackwood to get Mary, down south of Blackwood to get Bastion. He's on like a little island down there. Um, and if you do their quest before the uh, end of the main story they'll be chilling at the freaking party at the end so you gotta do it make sure you go and unlock your freaking companions first now dogged how you want to start this off man well I uh, made the notes pretty much just how uh, they wrote them in the in the stuff so and then I added some extra stuff at the at the end so Perfect, perfect. So, I'll let you have the floor. All right. Well, first, we're going to start with some of like the restrictions and limitations with the uh, companions. And 
in uh, dungeons, like group arenas or uh, trials, each companion will count towards the uh, population cap. So a 12-man trial can have 12 people or six companions and six players. And then players will always take priority. So if like three people are already in, and let's say you're in a dungeon and you are uh someone leaves you can have a companion take their place and then if you if another player comes in they just automatically the companion automatically goes away they don't have to be in the area as soon as they enter that dungeon the uh, companion auto dismisses so it's pretty nice actually yeah the auto is like pretty uh pretty nice pretty quick especially like when someone like leaves a dungeon or something and it's like boom your companion is there same with trials too Yep. All right. And then next up, uh, companions can be summoned in PvP areas, solo arenas, or in housing. So, uh, you can have them in your house, but you have to have them after their uh quest, after like their secondary or third dairy quest. So, and then they can also be, or they cannot be summoned until like a different character does that first quest with them. So. But then if you're uh, like me and you try to, uh, you know, just kidnap Bastion and make him really mad, the relationship between the character and companion, uh, if it deteriorates too much, then it'll, the companion will kind of just quit and go away. So I'm not at that threshold yet, but I probably <laughs> will because, well, I, have, just I, I have pretty like... bad RNG. You just summon him, and he's just like, no, I don't want to go. And then you just summon him again. He's like, no, I don't want to go. You just summon him again. I don't know how it works, but I'm definitely, I definitely want to try it. Yeah, I don't think they'll just, like, immediately leave. I think they'll just be like, if you do one bad thing, I'm freaking out of here. <laughs> Probably. I pick too many bugs, Miri's going to leave me. Oh, gosh. And then companion visibility may be briefly suppressed in some situations where they can't move, like running in water or swimming, actually. Like they just they they don't know how to swim, so they can't swim. Even if it's just like a <laughs> random puddle water, because you know, we are in a freaking swamp. It just doesn't matter. I hate swimming. Well, you know what? Teleporting is easier than swimming anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so now we've got some different interactions and stuff you could do with them and the different customizations. So when you talk to your companion, you're going to have a few different uh, options of what to do. There's a, first off, a companion menu. This menu provides you with detailed information regarding the status of the companion, as well as tools for adjusting the companion's combat behavior and visual customization. So this is where you're going to go to change, change it up, customize what they do. Beyond the companion menu, dialogue with your companion is also a way to get to know them better, and their responses, and their responses will vary based on rapport quest status, and other factors. So, pretty much, uh, you could either go to your companion menu or you could talk to them. And uh, depending on what's going on, they might say different stuff. Depending on how they feel about you at that time, they might say different stuff. So it's not just going to be a flat, basic thing, uh, hopefully. Now, 
The overview section of the companion character tab provides a summary of companion information, including level, slotted abilities, rapport status, companion perk details, and outfit application status. Now, as far as customizing them goes, you can put on um, your own costumes on them. You cannot put hats on them. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe you can on Bastion? I don't know. I didn't try. But you can on Miri. And uh, you can... So when you put a costume on them, it just goes in like what color you have it dyed already. So uh, you could... Um, you know, use that, keep that in mind, dye it whatever way you want them to look, and then it'll be that way on them. And uh, you can also customize their mount, which is pretty freaking cool. They are so, like, re character realistic looking. Like, I'll often look up from my phone and be like, who the hell is standing right next to me staring at me? And I'm like, oh... It's my companion. I'm a goofball. Yeah, there's there's been a couple times where I've uh, ran around like, man, who, who's this awesome person with this like psychic mouth following me? Like, oh wait, it's just my companion. You know, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say, come on, like that has to happen <laughs> to you too, right? Like, it's yeah. not just me. And so, yeah, like if you're cool like dog, you can have um, you riding on. The super rare, you know, red glowing cinch while your uh, companion is riding on a super rare, awesome, you know, apex mount from a crown crate. So there is cool customization in there, and I like that. I like it a lot. And uh, also, in, of course, in the menu, that's where you go to do skills, weapons, and all that kind of stuff, too. And But we're going to talk about that coming up. So that is the, like, appearance and stuff customization. And that's the how to get to it in the menu there. Yep. Next up is uh, combat. Uh, the equipment option of the companion character tab is displayed. Any companion equipment in your inventory. So any of your different companion gear you have, it has to be in your inventory, can't be in your bank. Um, yeah, it's, it'll just be in there. Maybe you like switch off gear, put on different stuff, put on like different weapons, put on jewelry, that kind of stuff. The skills tab is how you like change your skills. Uh, there's a lot of skills, like different skill lines and associated abilities. So, And then companions will use their abilities from left to right. Uh, if they have a target, so like if it's a heal, and like let's say your heal is the first ability, if they don't have anyone to heal above like their certain requirement, then they won't heal to go on to their next ability. Yeah, and that's like the same as thinking of it like one through five, or it's just like that first slot, then going on. Yeah, uh, the companion abilities have a cooldown system, so you have to keep that in mind. They won't just you know randomly spam something, so. They That's just, nice. Uh, spam their light attack, pretty much. It's a good system. Like those two <clears throat> things combined, making it go one through five, and making them have a uh, cooldown system is a good way to make sure they're using all of their abilities and uh, using that because that's what you want. You want to be able to set it up for functionality. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, companions have a lot of abilities. Some of them uh, you can get through skill lines like uh, the Fighter's Guild, Mage's Guild, and Daunted, which you have to do their uh, daily quests. And for the Daunted, it's not the uh, pledges you have to do, or maybe it can be the pledges, but you, it definitely has to be the uh, Daunted, like Delve or Public Dungeon, whichever one that one is. And then you get Daunted points towards that. Uh, Companion. They also have to be out. Undaunted. Yeah. They are undaunted. They are 100% undaunted. And that's pretty much about uh, combat. Alright, and then we're going to go on to the cosmetic section of the notes, which I kind of already blabbed a lot about. Let's see what they, they really talked about in here. Mounts, costumes... Visiting an outfit station allows you to configure a dedicated outfit slot with each companion having a dedicated slot per account. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So you can set up their outfit as well using your uh, known styles. That's really cool. And you can also uh, dye their their costume too that way. So a lot of times like I'll try on a costume for me and I'll try on a costume for her for Mary or Bastion uh, and uh, I would kind of die out both of them see which one I like which one I don't like so it's a good way to compare it's a good way to die two two costumes at once to figure out what you want to do with it so nice and it does confirm here that their uh, their headgear is automatically he- hidden at all times so no hats And additionally, a small subset of mount, costume, and outfit collectibles may not be usable by the companion. So, I don't know what. Maybe some fancy stuff. I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's that's the uh, cosmetic side of the companion stuff. Yeah, I think some of it's like, you know, the Argonian only or Khajiit only. That kind of stuff. Ah, that would make sense, yeah. So for as far as progression goes, the companion progression is account wide, except for quests and the report. Each are uh, those are only available to each character that you do. So you can have one character who Bastion hates, like me, and you can have another character who Bastion, you know, is in favor with, which probably won't be any of my characters because RNG is not a good. <laughs> And he'll be none the wiser. (laughs) And then we've got combat level. So uh, here in the notes they say, Companions are level 1 when unlocked, with a limited set of ability bar slots and a maximum potential level of 20. So they go up to level 20, and they've got 5 skills, just like us, and uh, ultimate. They only have 1 bar, though, so... Now, companions level up via experience gained with your character directly from combat. Experience increasing effects, such as holiday bonuses and consumable boosters applied to your character, will provide an indirect benefit to the companion as well. So that's cool. Good to know. Keep your uh, XP scrolls on if you want to get these guys leveled up quick. As companions gain combat levels, their health and overall power increases automatically. Additional ability bar slots unlock, and more class abilities become available, which includes an ultimate 
which the unlocks at the max level for the companions, level 20. So, it does take a while to level. Um, I've been trying to level mine as much as I can. I think I'm in the double digits. I think I was at, like, 12. So, that's after a few weeks. But also not, like, tremendous playing time. So, it's a good balance, I guess. Yeah, I've been playing it uh, quite a bit. And I'm at level 11, so... It does take a little bit, but then again, a lot of it's like quests. So I've been doing a lot of quests, and you don't get experience from quests, so. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is skill lines. Uh, the companions have access to several skill lines, each with like you know their own abilities and stuff. Uh, companion abilities do not require any skill points or anything, and they do not rank up or morph. So. Their one skill is their one skill. They don't morph into anything crazy. Then you have like the. And then as far as each skill line, you have like the class skill line. So like uh, Miri is a Nightblade. So she has those. And they have. Who is it? And Bastion is a Dragonite. So he kind of has like more Dragonite related skills. Uh, There's weapon skill lines for obviously each weapon. And then armor skill lines for each armor. And then, as I mentioned before, there's the guild skill lines, which is, uh, you know, for each guild, the fighter's guild, mage's guild, and undaunted. I think it's the only, those are the only three. And then the last one is the racial skill line. Uh, but they, the racial skill line does not have any active abilities, but, uh, but have, like, a passive ability that's already equipped to the race of the companion, so... Uh, Miri is Dark Elf, so she has like the Dunmer passes on her. So each companion unlocks uh, some progress in the skill lines based on their background, as well as with multiple combat abilities pre slotted. So they are immediately combat ready. I think they both start off with at least one ability, if not two, but you can change it whenever you want. Your third ability unlocks at level two. Your fourth ability at level seven, and then your fifth ability at level twelve, and then the ultimate gets unlocked at level twenty. So, uh, okay, I must be level eleven then, because I definitely didn't get that fifth skill unlocked yet. <laughs> yeah, you're close, just like me. Close, very close. So then, for the rapport stuff, rapport is gonna be, you know, how good or bad of a standing you have with your companion. So, Rapport with Companions begins at Cordial, based on the introductory quest experience, and may go up and down over time. All Companions have strong personal preferences, which you can learn about through dialogue and experimentation in the world. As Rapport increases or falls, various thresholds will be met, with corresponding changes in the Companion's dialogue with you. At higher tiers, the companion will be inclined to share personal information with you and ask you for your assistance with associated quests. At lower tiers, <coughs> Dogged and Bastion, the companion may choose to part ways with you for a certain amount of time. Dang. So it's just like, I'm gone. I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> Rapport adjustments are displayed in real time in the loot stream. So, like, down in the corner of your game there, it pops up. Oh, good rapport, bad rapport. Or for Dog, every time he has Bastion, just bad rapport, bad rapport. 
The current report status can always be viewed on the overview window of the companion UI. So in their little menu there, it'll show you. It'll show in the red for dogs. <laughs> yes, that's uh, very true. And below it also, uh, you know, says what like what they are to you. So a little description, pretty much. Well, you'll have to know, let us know what it is when you get to the <laughs> yeah, lowest yeah, possible point. <laughs> Sorry, Bastion hates you and wants to th- overthrow you and stab you in the back. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> like, why does this guy even show up when I call him? <laughs> yeah, really, he shows up to try to murder me, and that's it. That could be true. All right, so next up, we have, like, equipment and sourcing. Companion equipment is distinct from player gear with no overlap between them. Companion gear unlocks with a set of untraded white uh, equipment based on their background. So Bastion begins with medium armor armor and a Destro staff, while Miri starts with light armor and a bow. And then the companion equipment does not include level. It cannot be enchanted. It does not need to be repaired. And it does not include an inherent style appearance, but you can change it with the, you know, the, uh, what's that thing called? Outfit system. Yeah. Yeah. You can change it with the outfit system. And then if you put on like just the base gear without anything, uh, inherits a style of the companions like clothing. And then if you want to buy like some weapons or different types of armor, you can buy it at weaponsmiths, wo- woodworkers, armor, leather worker, or tailor merchants throughout the world. So, pretty much they're in your crafting area. So, you have to find the right person. They can be hard to find because there's a lot of them. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think I have to buy a sword and shield to see uh, how the tanking goes. For yeah, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna for sure do that. And then higher quality companion equipment with traits are obtained for monster drops throughout the world, particularly from bosses. The equipment can be traded, so it can be bought and sold. And these are the drops seem to be really bad, like really rare. So it's kind of hard to get so the gear. Rare. Like I have not got a purple piece yet. Yeah, but I think I put on a purple hammer. Nice. So like that's what I wanted to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Camera is good when PvP, but they don't they're not come to PvP with me, so what's the point, right? <laughs> exactly. As far as each trade is, there's a quicken, which is cooldown reduction, uh prolific ultimate generation, focus is crit strike chance, shattering is penetration, aggressive is damage done, soothing is healing done, augmented is ability buff and debuff duration. Bolstered is reduced damage taken and vigorous is max health. So obviously the you know meta DPS would be your aggressive traits and the meta healer is soothing and I don't know what tanking would be because there's like, like four bolstered. or five. Board. Yeah, it could be bolstered, quickened, or uh, augmented, augmented yeah. vigorous. There's mm-hmm. a few. Yeah, you got options for sure. I think yeah. augmented is probably a good one. Yeah, augmented, bolstered, vigorous. I think they're all good, which is you yeah. know, a bit of a problem. But <laughs> All right, so that is all the different uh, stuff with the equipment. As Doc said, the drops are tough, so don't get discouraged if you're farming bosses and nothing's happening. But hey, 
this week, the weekly endeavor, go kill 30 world bosses. So I bet if you go kill 30, you'll get some drops at least. At least one, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't promise anything. I'm just kidding. So anyways, going on, we've got quests and rewards next. So in addition to the Blackwood quest objective, which introduces and unlocks the respective companions, each companion has two associated personal side quests, which will become available to you once a sufficient rapport has been established. So, Dog will never get to do the quest with Bastion. <laughs> I can hardly even get the one with uh, Miri because I keep picking the stupid bugs. bugs. Like, no, I don't want to pick them, all right? I want to either loot something, I want to grab something. I'm just trying to jump in the overland and actually grab a torch bug. Yeah, my rapport only goes up with her like three times a day, <laughs> so it's like, you know, I gotta be really careful with those bugs, man. Yeah. So, completing the second companion quest, because they have two, I'm assuming one about halfway through the rapport bar, one almost at the end, it will unlock a house guest collectible of the companion, allowing them to be placed and utilized similarly to other house guests in your home. So, that's pretty cool. Completing any companion side quest will result in a large rapport bonus. So that's good if you complete like the first one, it'll really help you get towards the second one at least. Now Dogged and I haven't got to do either of these, so uh, no, no updates, no spoilers, don't worry about that. <laughs> I wonder if it's possible to like do a bad option on it and just like really tank it down. <laughs> like yeah i just like i finally the, like, i finally made a man all right like... all right uh all right well you don't want me to kill this guy well i want he's he's a bad man i'm gonna kill him anyways and bastion's like okay we're not friends anymore i tried <laughs> and it's over yeah he's like, i gave you one <laughs> chance and you killed my father <laughs> you know bygones right <laughs> there you go all right next up is uh perks and keepsakes each companion has a unique associated non-combat perk while, uh, which benefits you while, while they're active. Miri's expertise, treasure chests found through the treasure maps and in the overland have a 30% chance to provide additional loot from hidden compartments. And then the treasure may contain additional gold, sellables, or like recipes. So just a bit extra gold. Oh, that's cool. And then Bastion's Insight is potions looted from chests and monsters have a 30% chance to be improved by Bastion's Insight. Improved, you say? Yeah. Interesting. I haven't had Bastion out to ever try that, but kind of interested. I wonder if they would be like... Oh, he's not going to improve <laughs> yours. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that means like your trash magic pods would give you the same amount of magic as like a crafted one. Ooh, maybe. I'd be interested. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to create a separate thing in your inventory, though. It's like Bastion's insightful magic potion. You know, because if it does more, like, it can't be in the same. It can't stack. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to eat my inventory is what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, and then with the companion gear, no. Oh, for real though, dude. I did not <laughs> mention that, but that companion gear, like, 
I don't get enough of it. And every piece I get, I don't, it's like something I don't really want, but I'm, a, I don't want to get rid of it because I'm not getting any of it. So now it's just yeah. sitting there. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I keep that purple hammer. I'm like, I don't think I ever use this, but it's like, what if I do use it? Like, what yeah. if I, like, I need this purple hammer? Like, and... there's no collection system for the companions, <laughs> and I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by completing meta achievements associated with each uh, companion, you can unlock a keepsake collectible, which benefits the non-combat perk even while the companion isn't active. And then these collectibles are lo- located under the upgrade section of the collections menu. So, interesting. Man, it sounds like I actually have to, you know, be nice to Bastion so I can get that uh, collectible. Yeah. Just just Darn. on one character, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just on one character. Everyone else in here can be mean too. So <laughs> All right. So we're getting pretty close to wrapping it up here, but we do got one more big chunk of the notes here and then we're gonna go over um some of the specific things about each companion. So responsiveness and miscellaneous items. What they mean with responsiveness is that they're going to respond to the things happening around you. It says, well, they will always respond to some critical triggers. You can adjust the frequency your companion will vocally respond by opening the settings menu, selecting gameplay, and adjusting the companion's reaction setting to infrequent, normal, and frequent. Now, personally for me, I'm assuming that's set at normal. And I didn't even know this existed, so that's really awesome. Because I think Miri is a little talkative. Like, she just wants to go on and on about fetching this and fetching that. And I'm like, okay, I get it, dude. Fetch, bro. Chill the fetch out. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so that's cool. And if it's, like, a little too much for you, put it to infrequent. But as a, it should change as stuff goes along and depending on what you're doing. So that's kind of cool. Now, beyond ability and equipment selection, companions can also be directed in battle in a couple of additional ways. Let's see. While companions will always attempt to engage in combat to support you, utilizing pet commands allows you to direct the companion to engage with specific targets or to pull back respectively. Additionally, companions will utilize their ultimate when available and conditions are met by default. However, you can choose to have them wait until directed to utilize it. Well, that's pretty cool. The Companion Ultimate Autocast setting and gameplay section of the settings menu allows you to set the companion to wait until they are directed to use their ultimate by clicking on the new ultimate icon which is present next to your hotkey bar or by pressing L3 and R3 with no bumper input on the gamepad. And L3, R3 is the click the sticks. So you click them both down. Um, now, companions will also attempt to block incoming heavy attacks, interrupt some abilities, wow, that's cool, and break free from crowd control effects. However, their timing is not as perfect, and they do have a cooldown between use of these actions. <laughs> This is the one you were saying earlier. Dog, what were you saying about this one? Alright, so it says that, you know, uh, however, the timing is not always perfect. 
perfect. Uh, they do have a cooldown. It's like, no, it's not always perfect. It's like, it's very rarely ever perfect. Like, <laughs> most of the time, like, you see a boss heavy attack, and the next thing you see, you uh, see uh, the boss dizzy swing a companion to death. It's like, oh, that's sad. That poor companion. And then a couple seconds later, it goes up to another one. And then another one. It's like, why? <laughs> Just dodge. Do something, please. Stop dying. They just watch it run right up to them <laughs> after slaying a person that looked exactly like them <laughs> five feet away. Yeah. But yeah, so maybe as they level up more, you know, you never know. Yeah. Now, speaking of companions' deaths, if a companion dies in battle, they could be revived using a soul gem, similar to reviving other players. And it's not similar. It's exactly the same. Like, they look like a dead person. You revive them. You're like, oh, it's a companion. And any companion who is still defeated at the end of combat will recover within a few seconds of the battle concluding. So if you don't, uh, if you're too busy fighting to, you know, revive your dead companion, then when you get out of combat, boom, they're going to come back up. So you don't got to worry about that. Yeah, it's uh, fun to see, like, whenever you're fighting dragons or very difficult word bosses, like, after the dragon is dead, you just see uh, 10 companions stand up. (laughs) Just like, what happened again? (laughs) That is pretty awesome. They just all stand up at the same time. (laughs) Pretty much. I haven't seen that yet. I gotta see that. So that is gonna wrap up our patch notes for all the companions here. Dogged has also added into the notes uh the different um things you can do that are gonna make them either disapprove or approve of you. So uh let's say I have a dog. Do you wanna you wanna do Miri since you hate Bastion so much? <laughs> yes. Alright, so Miri's disapproval is collecting flying insects like butterflies and torch bugs because, you know, they uh she says something about like picking alchemy ingredients. It's like, well, I don't mean to. Okay, calm down. Most she doesn't like time. harbors. Yeah, she doesn't like harbors. Which is like, okay, I guess I won't take you to any docks. All right. <laughs> She's afraid of boats, man. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like you uh engaging any friendly NPC in combat and killing them, and she doesn't like you using the blade of woe on a friendly NPC. So she doesn't like murder, which. It's a bit of a problem because I like to like pickpocket two people, uh, someone two times, and then do the nice, friendly thing to do to reset their inventory by killing them. Miri does not <laughs> like that. Miri does not like my kindness. So it's okay, man. You put her away. <laughs> she won't know. <laughs> I, I do. I've gotten to the habit of like, all right, it's time to put you away since you don't care, or since you don't want me to. Uh, uh, kill them. You're, you're okay with me pickpocketing them, but you know, killing them is just nope. You can't do that. So she's cool with getting a you know getting a quick buck, but crosses <laughs> the line and murder. <laughs> yeah. Her approval stuff is an antiquity excavating, reading a book from a bookshelf, looting psychic portals, and killing snakes and goblins. And then achievements Mary likes is visiting a Daedric Delve or Public Dungeon, the Fighter's Guild Daily Quest, and crafting an alcoholic beverage. So Mary is depleting all my uh like two different uh 
alchemy or alchemy provisioning ingredients because I do a five gold one, craft 25 for like, you know, a nice even 100 stack. And then I sell it to a merchant right after. So I'm slowly making it like, what, 500 gold at a time each time that I go to do it. So hmm. eventually I'll be a multimillionaire again. Well, that's one way to get your rapport up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. And that's good because it's good to know ways like that. So you can like, you know, kind of grind it out and just get her to like fall in love with you because you made a bunch of alcohol. Now, let's move on to the Bastion, the dude. So his uh, disapproval of pretty much anything dog does, <laughs> but literally any thievery and killing friendly NPCs. Boom. That's dog 101 using blade of woe on friendly NPCs. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, same as Mary looting thieves troves or killed friendly NPCs, which dog would like to add. So no healing anyone killing somebody and looting their corpse. Wow, that's I was just <laughs> I was just innocently healing somebody to, you know, help steal their item off of them. Like <laughs> like if I don't get the bounty, it means I don't do it, right? He was but like no. they wouldn't have <laughs> stole that stuff if you wouldn't have kept them alive. It's like they would have died anyway. So all I did was, you know, uh, make myself some gold along the way. So he doesn't like Vashi just doesn't like me. <laughs> And apparently we have the first confirmed case of lactose intolerant people in Tamriel because this dude dislikes cheese. I mean, I guess you can just not like cheese, but I, I mean, come on, it's cheese. Yeah, see, of all that, that's something that we could uh, probably agree on, but cheese is okay. It's not something to dislike, so he's wrong. <laughs> And his approval, he likes it when you gather runestones, when you visit crafting stations, or the, the Mage's Guild daily quests. And the achievements he likes are visiting Avea, which that's easy, reading a book from a bookshelf, that's easy, and Mage Guild daily quest again, that's, he really loves those. But yeah, so uh, that about is going to do it. So I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, got all the information. Make sure you keep in mind these things to help him raise uh, and not to lower your rapport. Dogged, you got any overall thoughts here to before we wrap things up? Uh, yeah, there is a kind of like one bug that kind of sucks that i wanted to point out it is a uh, like the current bug is like you can't have more than four people in a group in a certain radius of each other on the map in either overland or public dungeon this means a group of two players can each have a companion a group of three players can only have one total or groups of four or more will not be able to summon a, and a companion and you know if you're doing like world bosses or like dolmens or something you know that, that can be pretty reasonable but it it still be nice because you know leveling up, up is pretty hard but the i was gonna do a guild event and 
I uh, wanted to grind the three guild quests because you only get one a day. And if you get like six people, that means you can do six quests, right? But that would be kind of pointless because in order to get the uh, quest completion and like for their career companion, they have to be active, which means like you either have to take turns going and uh, training in the quest, but that's that's just too chaotic. So it's uh like I said, they did say it's a bug, so hopefully it gets fixed, you know, sooner rather than later. But that's like the only bad thing I can think of about the companions. So. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely a sucky sucky thing. Definitely hope that gets fixed because it is nice to have them out, and those are the situations you want them in, especially like dolmens and stuff. Yeah. So you grind them levels, but yeah, I uh, overall I really like the companion system. I think it's a great start, and I think they're gonna continue. To work on it and improve it and uh give us more possible companions as well so yeah, yeah i'm hoping that the uh one of the next ones maybe not like the next one but like you know at least one before this year will be a templar that loves murder loves thieving loves the slaughter of all animals whether they're farm animals or not and that'll be just perfect <laughs> the dislikes can be like i don't know uh, not thieving or not committing murder, you know, actually helping people, being a nice, civilized person in Tamriel. Yeah, I think you know, like that. a <laughs> vagrant pirate is your <laughs> way to go, dude. There he goes, Austin. If you're listening, is there's dog's wish list. I mean, I do have a pirate shit. <laughs> there you go, man, dude. I would take anyone from Zaji's crew as a companion any day. So, dog, where can the people find us, my man? All right. They can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. They can also find us on our Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our ESO or Xbox field of Ayers the Red Diamond. Make sure you join or using the Robots Radio Discord on robotsradio.net. And if you go check our show notes, you will see links to our merch store and all of our awesome sponsors that if you go uh, spend some money at, they will give us a little kickback. So that's really awesome. And if you enjoy our music, it's created by the one and only Silent K, Daniel Nisley, whose contact information is in the show notes as well. And... Throw it back to you, Doc. Where can they find you if they want to talk more about how much Bastion hates you? Right, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, and ESOPC, all of at DogBark24. So, yeah, you can come find me. Maybe you'll see me in Cyrodiil. Maybe I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> if you're a part of an AD guild, watch out. Uh, you know, Mid-Year Mayhem and the Imperial City event is where I uh, randomly start farming an AD guild. So, just be careful if you're an AD guild. So there you go. You have been <laughs> warned. <laughs> it happens now every year. I don't know here. why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, for me, it's me, Bob Chichinsky. Anywhere you go, Xbox, Bob Space Chichinsky. And on Twitter and Twitch and ESO on PC, I am Bob underscore Chichinsky. So thank you guys so, so much for stopping in and listening to us talk about the companions. We hope that uh, we answered every 
itching question that you have had. And yeah, I, we will catch you on the flip side of things. See you next week. Yep, see ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast. My name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.